Good morning. The Lord is good. We will get through this together. Um, let me pray. Father, we do give you thanks for another day to worship you, to be in the presence of your people, in the presence of your spirit, of your son Jesus Christ. Lord, we are humbled by your awesome glory and majesty. And we thank you for your word. Lord, I ask that you would speak through me, that these words would not be mine, but they would be yours, and that they would penetrate our hearts. That we would know your love. We would know your grace and mercy. That we would fall deeper in love with your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. This morning our text is chapter, James chapter 5, verses 13 through 18. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of background context for James, and then we'll read the text. James, as you may know, is the brother of Jesus. He's a half-brother of Jesus. He... Um, was an apostle, and he's writing this letter to Jewish believers who are spread out over all of the Roman Empire. Um, The theme of James really could be summed up in chapter 2 when James tells us that faith without works is dead. Um, This is actually a pretty controversial chapter because lots of Reformed people don't like this idea of works. Um, the Catholic Church really likes that idea, and so there's kind of a back and forth about that. But when we read it out of context, it looks like what James is saying is that works play a role in our justification. But when we read in the context of James, James is very clear that the only role works play in our, with our faith is as a sign of our faith, showing that our faith is true faith, that our faith is in Jesus Christ. And so a way to sum up the book of James is that um, one commentator puts it, faith works. True faith in Jesus Christ is a faith that works. It works itself out in our everyday lives. And so the rest of the book of James, James is really kind of telling us, the people, his, us and the readers he's writing to, the, people, the believers he's writing to, what that faith working out really looks like. Uh, and how Christians are to live out their faith in the world. And so we come to chapter 5. It's the end of the book. Our passage is the last major passage of the book. And James talks about the prayer of faith. Will you follow along with me, starting in verse 13? Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. 
Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed, and again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. So James really wraps his whole the, his, his letter up, focused on faith with prayer. And I believe he does so because prayer is the most fundamental work of faith. If the saving faith is a faith that works, then a saving faith is a faith that prays. Because if there is nothing else we can do, we can pray. In this passage, James answers three questions. Three important questions about prayer. Pray, prayer. Excuse me. First is, when should we pray? Second is, what should we pray for? And third is, why we should pray. And we're going to look at how James answers those questions this morning. In verses 13 and 15, James answers the first two questions, when and what for, and what should we pray for? And as you see, he gives us a list of different circumstances in life, in suffering, in cheerfulness, in illness, in sin. And his, his answer is, in all of those things, we should pray. It's not an exhaustive list of what every circumstance we might come across in life, but it is an encompassing list. And what James is telling us is, is we should pray at all times and for all things. There's not a time in our lives where prayer is not necessary or appropriate. Because by faith we believe that all we have is from Jesus Christ. And without him we have nothing. And so our faith in Jesus Christ leads us to pray to Jesus Christ. And there isn't a time or a place or a reason where prayer is not necessary or appropriate. And that is because prayer is the fundamental work of faith. Think about it this way. It's kind of like breathing. Breathing is the fundamental work of a living body. You may take it for granted. You may not think about your, every, your breath, your every single breath. But prayer, but breathing is the work of a living body. Prayer is the work of a living faith. When my son was born, I remember being in, in the room and waiting for that momentous moment and thinking the one thing I want to hear is him breathe. I want to hear him cry because I now know that he's breathing. And if he's breathing, then that's, that's the best place to start, right? If he's breathing on his own, at least we know we're, we're headed in the right direction. Breathing is a fundamental work of the living body. And when we pray, it's like we're breathing. It's we're, we're doing what our faith has been made to do. We can think about it another way. What is the Christian faith without prayer? I think James would say that a prayerless Christian is actually an oxymoron. It doesn't exist. The only Christian does, that doesn't pray 
is the Christian who is in heaven. James is saying to us, is telling us in this passage that we are to pray for all things at all times because as Christians, we are people that pray. It's what we do. It's what our faith causes us to do. We put our trust in the Lord. We do so by crying out to him for our every need. Not only do we pray individually, but we pray as a community. James tells us to call others around us to pray for us when we don't feel like we can pray for ourselves. We find comfort in prayer and the prayer of others as we confess our sins to one another. Prayer is the fundamental work of faith because it is the epitome of what it means to trust the Lord for all that we have and all that we need for not just our eternal salvation, but our daily breath, for our daily bread. Faith causes us to trust the Lord completely. And then in verses 15 and the following, James turns to answer the question of why we should pray. And I think he gives us two answers. The first is because prayer is effective. He says it in verse 15 and verse 16. He says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous has great power as it is working. In verse 15, it says, The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. James is telling us here that when we pray, it works. It's effective. A lot of times, that's something that I think we all struggle with. I know I struggle with that when sometimes it doesn't feel like my prayers are working. It doesn't feel like I'm getting the things that I'm asking for. When we pray and don't receive what we ask for, does that mean that we don't have faith? Does that mean that we aren't righteous? I think not. God did not heal Mike, Kenny, on this side of heaven. But as we know now, he is far more healed than he would ever be on this earth. He is complete. He has been made whole. God answered our prayers, just not the way maybe we wanted. It's not because our faith was not powerful, and it's not because our prayers were ineffective, but it's because God's will is greater than ours. And his, our prayers are effective when they are aligned with his will. James uses Elijah as an example. He says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, meaning he was sinful. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. 
when we look at that first, it's almost like James is saying, well, see, Seth, we should get everything we asked for. Elijah got everything he asked for. That's what James is saying. But what James is saying is Elijah prayed in accordance with God's will. And when we pray prayers that are aligned with God's will, we get the things that we ask for. But, that, but when we don't pray the prayers aligned with God's will, and we don't get necessarily what we're ask, asking for, that doesn't mean that our prayers didn't work. When we pray prayers that, and we do not receive the things that we ask for, the faith that we have in Jesus Christ is what allows us to trust God even when his answer is no. Even when it's really hard and that this thing that we're suffering through just doesn't seem to go away. Or the loss that we feel in our hearts just doesn't seem to be filled. And we pray for God to take these things away from us. And He doesn't do it. The faith that we have in Jesus Christ tells us that God's will is greater than ours. And He means to do good for those whom He loves. And He works all things together for those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. It's faith in Jesus Christ working together with our prayers that helps us in our times of need, in, our, in the times when we don't get what we ask for. But there's another reason why prayer is powerful. Or this is the second reason James tells us to pray. He says, because prayer is powerful. In verse 16, he says, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. It's important that we notice there that he says, as it is working, has great power as it is working. What is this power of our prayer? Do we, when we pray, do we have the power to bend God's will to our own? Is that what James is talking about? I don't, I don't think that's what James is talking about. The power that he's talking about is a power that comes not from within us, but from the Lord. And it's the power to bend our wills to God's will. One of the ways that prayer works when we don't get the things that we ask for is God, by His Holy Spirit, begins to bend our wills to His own. I don't know if you have the same experience, but sometimes when I pray for things that I really want, there's kind of a pattern to my prayer life. It starts out, I pray, God, I need this thing. I really, really need this thing. I need you to be good to me and give it to me. And it doesn't happen. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't receive what I'm asking for. And I pray and I ask and I pray and I ask and I pray and I ask and I don't receive it. And over time, my prayer changes to something more like, well, God, I really want this thing. And it would be really a great way for you to bless me if you gave it to me. So Lord, please give me this thing. And I ask and I pray and I ask and I pray and I ask and I pray and I don't get it. And eventually, 
of the goodness of the Lord's will and work of His Spirit, my prayer transforms even again to something more like, Lord, I know that You are good. And everything I have is from You. So trust, Lord, help me to trust You in my want and in my need. Help me to trust You and know that Your will is greater than my will. Your ways are greater than my ways. That's not the power of my prayer. That's the Holy Spirit working in my heart, transforming and bending my will to the will of the Lord. That's the power of prayer. Prayer also has the power to heal. James says it. Prayer heals. We've seen it. We prayed for Mike Kenny five years ago when he first was diagnosed with cancer. And the Lord healed him. And that is a testimony of, of a miracle of the Lord. And then it will, change, it will be in my life. I will remember that for the rest of my life as a testimony of the Lord's goodness and power and faithfulness to answer our prayers. It's the power to restore He restores us to a right relationship with Him when we sin. Again, James says, if he has sinned, let him confess his sins and he will be forgiven. When we pray and confess, we are forgiven. And prayer has the power to comfort. When we pray and don't receive what we ask for. Prayer, the prayer of faith, has the power to to comfort our hearts, to turn us not to our loss or our sorrow, but to the one to whom we are praying, who is our God, who is the creator of the heaven and earth. We find comfort in prayer because as we pray, our faith testifies to our souls the goodness of the one whom we are praying to. But it's also important for us to remember that the power of prayer, as I've said, does not lie within our prayers. It does not lie within the words that we pray or in the faith that leads us to pray. The power of prayer resides in Him to whom we pray. The power of prayer is outside of us. The power of prayer is the Lord's power. Prayer, and that is why prayer is not a wish. Prayer is not just a hope and a, and a, a whim and, you know, I hope that I get this. No, prayer is more than that. It's not a dream because we make our petitions to the one who created the heavens and the earth. We pray to the one who knit us together in our mother's womb. Prayer is powerful because we pray to the one who turned water into wine. Who made the blind to see and the lame to walk.
James says prayer is powerful because we pray to the one who fed the 5,000, who walked on water, who calmed the storm. Prayer is powerful because we prayed, we pray to the one who in his life, death, and resurrection conquered the power of sin and death. Our prayers have power because of Jesus Christ. Prayer is not a wish when you pray to someone with those credentials. Am I right? Prayer is a sure thing because God will and has already answered our prayers and His answers are always perfect. Friends, if you are here this morning and you have never prayed to the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have never known the power of prayer. You may be thinking that prayer is foolishness. You may be thinking that prayer is nothing more than tossing a coin into the fountain. But I tell you, you only think that because you've never experienced the power of prayer. The good news is that Jesus Christ, the one who has all power, the one who answers our prayers, is the one who is calling you to himself. Calling you to put your faith in him, to be made righteous, to be redeemed from your sins, and to be made whole. The offer that Jesus Christ gives us is that if we put our faith in Him, we will know this power that He has. And we will see it in our lives. Friends, brothers and sisters, prayer is hard. It's not easy. It's really easy actually to take prayer for for granted. It's really easy to to say, God's got this, and not really worry about it, or not really go to the Lord in prayer for the things that we need. But James, he's not okay with that. He's very clear that as Christians, we are people who are called to pray, and pray at all times for all things. So if you are like me, as I have been this week convicted about my prayer life and the lack thereof, according to as, as James kind of lays it out for us, don't allow that conviction to, bear, to weigh you down, to discourage you. Allow the word of God to encourage you. Prayer is hard, but it does work because it is powerful. Because we pray to Jesus Christ. Again, if, you have, if you've not made this prayer, if you've never prayed to the Lord Jesus Christ, He is calling you to pray. He's calling you to trust Him as, his, as your Lord and Savior. And that, my friends, is a prayer that Jesus always responds to with a yes and an amen. Let us pray.
Father, you are mighty. Your works and your ways are glorious. And the power of Christ in the answering, in the hearing of our prayers is the assurance we need as your people to keep coming to your throne of grace, to bow down before you and lay our cares and our burdens at your feet. We thank you that you are a wonderful and merciful Savior who never turns your back on us, who always works for our good and for your glory. Give us, Lord, faith to trust you more in the good times and in the bad, in the suffering and in the pain. Help us to know your goodness. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.